Good morning, 11 o'clock. I wish I could have slept till 11 today. I'm tired. Hallelujah. Um, awesome. Man, it is so cool to see people get baptized, especially children, man. Um, good thing about children, when they're young, their lives are not quite as messed up as mine. So, um, No, it's so good to see kids. Let me get this thing adjusted. I feel like I... Am I good? All right. Well, good morning. Y'all, I, y'all, y'all have no idea. Pastor Todd got in my business this morning. Nine o'clock, we were, we were getting ready, and I was already like, Lord, I need your help. And he comes up here and does announcements and preaches my dadgum sermon. Um, no, but it was so good. There's things that, you know, when you're walking through things in life, and sometimes the Lord is going to let you know you're on the right track. Whether it be through someone sharing a scripture and a, and a life lesson they're learning or learned, um, which I'm pretty sure Pastor Todd is there. <laughs> Y'all, I'm not going to lie, that man is awesome. <laughs> um, if you ever see him, you're like, how does he smile like this? His face stuck? It's not. He just, he's awesome. He loves God. He loves Jesus and he's walking. Um, but, you know, whether it be through things like that or like the other day, my wife and I were, were cleaning up outside. If you've ever drove past our house, you know it because there's stuff everywhere. I have wood. I love doing carpentry work and stuff. So I have like just wood everywhere and four-wheelers and bikes and kids stuff. And there's logs in my yard. I mean, you know my house. So I'm outside cleaning up and I'm doing things. I, sh- I mean, you know, if you do it little by little each day, it, it doesn't get that way, but mine does. So I'm out there cleaning up, organizing the shed and everything. Danae was hanging out with me. Well, she started feeling kind of bad. So she goes inside and she, she's coloring this picture. I didn't know what she was doing. I just knew she went inside. I was like, well, okay, I'll be in a little bit. Get in there, and she finishes her picture. I never went over there and looked at her or anything. She finished it, turns it over, reads it to me, and I was like, oh my goodness. So I hurriedly get my phone out and screenshot my notes for today and send it to her. I'm like, that is confirmation that I know what Christ wants us to talk about today. The Holy Spirit led me in a direction, and I was like, are you sure? Because I feel like I'm the only one that struggles with this. He was like, no, this is it. And um, so we're going to start out. Um, that's not the... There, there we go. New day, new mercies. We're talking about new day and new mercies today. You know, as anybody... I, you may not have heard this. I might have just came up with this saying, but new year, new me, right? No, that's not me. I, I was actually was looking for a slide to kind of go, and I was going to make one that said new year, new mercies, like, but I didn't. But I was looking for on Google, and you type in New Year, New Me, run. It's terrible memes, and it's just not good. Um, Anyway, this is what we're talking about today. We're actually talking about new mercies. New mercies, because, oh, let me get my notes out. I don't want to lead y'all astray for 30 minutes and then get started preaching. Um, Man, y'all are awesome. I'm so glad for y'all to be here. Before we get it cracking, which y'all are like, I thought you were already talking. I am. I ramble. I ramble a lot. Um, I want to pray real quick, ask the Lord to be with us today. Um, Father, we thank You for this day, God. I thank You so much for the opportunity to just to share Your Word, God, but most importantly, share my struggles that I deal with, God, and that You are working in me so that someone else might not feel alone, Lord. I pray that You'll have Your way today, God. I pray that you open our hearts and our ears and our minds to You, Father. Today, I pray, will be a day of redemption, restoration, and new life. In Christ. God, I pray for our pastors as they're out traveling. God, I pray that you'll give them a great time. 
with them. Just a, just a great time together, Father. You're healing them. You're restoring them. Giving them refreshing. God, I pray that they'll have a great trip. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Alright. New year, new me. Or as I... Like, Pastor Danny called me the other day. He, he texted me the other day. And uh, we had just... We had been talking. And he got... We got kind of... And he texted me back. He goes, Oh, I meant to ask you. You want to preach next Sunday? I was like, Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Well, he gave me a little bit of heads up. About a week or so. Um, usually it's a month or two or three. But a week works. Um, especially when you're really struggling with some stuff and going through some stuff and thinking like, Lord, am I the only one? And uh, so I thought about, you know, New Year's is coming up in two days. And like we get oh, New Year 2019! New Year, new me! I want to get the gym membership and stuff. Whatever. I'm quitting this, I'm quitting that. They're out of my life. You know, whatever. But the Lord spoke to me. He's like, like the, immediately, New Year, New Me kind of my brain. I was like, why are we going to talk about that? Like, it's just so cliche. New Year's, New Me. Yeah, it's cliche, but it's good. And what he's, what he's laid on my heart, it was New Year, New Mercies. But even more than that, mercy. New mercy. And, uh, you know, we, we hear people talk about New Year, New Me. We're going we're gonna to do this. We're going to get in shape. We're going to quit bad habits. We're going to get a new job. We're going to get a new... Friendship group, a new, you know, the list goes on and on and on. So, for me, I've been working on some of these whole new things and trying to become better at certain areas. I don't necessarily want to become a new, a new son of God or a new husband or a new dad because that would be a lot of hectic things in my life. But I'm trying and working and going to continue to be working on in the coming year. A better son of God, a better dad, a better husband, a better uh, leader at work. There's things that all of those, are, it's kind of heavy for a guy. You know, I think I, I look at women like my wife, she's a beast. Like, she, like I don't even think she, you pile something on her, she's like, all right, let's go. I'm like, oh, you want me to do something else? <laughs> and, um, but I, I think for guys, it's very important. The word talks about our role as leaders and families and in the world and, and and not discounting women's abilities at all because I'm telling you, my wife is awesome and she keeps me going a lot of days. And um I just I feel the weight of being a great son, a great dad, a great husband. And um some of you are like I don't have kids, I don't have a wife. Well that's cool too. I don't have a husband, I don't have kids, you know but every it can relate it can it can be applied to all of our lives. But what comes with all of those things, when you want to be better at something, sometimes we mess up. I don't know. Maybe you don't. I do. I'm just going to be real. Um, but what happens when I mess up is I get discouraged. Easily get discouraged. I fall. And I'm, then I'm like, all right, Lord, well, I cannot stay here. Because if I do, I will not get anywhere. And I'm reminded so often I'm reminded of the promises in God's Word that says it's not over. It's not over. Even if you fall, even if you're not being a great child, a great spouse, a great parent, a great student, whatever, if you're not being great at those things, it's not over. And that's what we're going to talk about today. New year, new me, that's good and all, but that's something that people lean on very heavily and it falls flat on their face most of the time. I mean, I'll be honest, I've never done a resolution so I would not break it. If you don't make it, you can't break it. It's weird how that works. Um, 
But one of the promises that shows me over and over that God has placed mercy and new mercy in my life is uh, in um, Lamentations. Lamentations? Anybody know what lamenting is? Lamentations? You know what that is? Pretty much whining. (laughs) I mean, it is. If you read Lamentations chapter 3, where we're going right here, um, the first like 20, 21 verses of that chapter is like, dude, you are depressed. Like, you are not going to make it. And it's, it's good, though, because it builds up to what these two verses that um, we're going to start with. In Lamentations, verse 22 and 23. Um, I'm going to read it off the screen because I like that version a little better. The, the way that it, it, it is expounded upon, it says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Man, oh man, oh man. So I fell last week. So I struggled. So I was mad at my kids yesterday. Whatever your issue is, whatever you are struggling with, so what? Don't wait till the new year to get that mercy. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till next week or next Monday or Tuesday. The Word says His mercies are new every morning. Even more than that, it's, it's beautiful because we see I didn't say the whole sentence today. My wife uh, helps me with one of my sermons. She tells me I shouldn't say certain things and not as much. and So, caught myself. Um, she says I say the beauty of it is a lot. So I'm not going to say it anymore today. Um, I probably will, but it's all good. But what we see in that Scripture is that His mercies are new every morning. It lets me know that we were not created to struggle. We were not created to struggle. We weren't created to drag through life, to, for lack of better words, stink at life. We were not created to struggle. Um, Christ came so that we could be set free and we could see true freedom. That is why we were created. We were created to walk in victory. We were created to live a life that... People look at it and go, man, is that Pastor Todd? Like, they, they think you, you got it. I'm just messing with Pastor Todd because I think, man, he's awesome. I just want to let y'all know, if you don't know him, get to know him. And that's, he's not the only one. I see so many of you people walking with joy. Uh, our pastors are doing a fine job of it. Um, just, just those people in your life that you see, like, man, is that, are they, is that Jesus, like, for real? Because I'm pretty sure they don't sin. Um, but there's people in our life, we see that, but that's what Christ has designed us for. Um, in Genesis 1, you know, chapter 1 or wherever, he, when they're talking about creation and, and everything, and they create the world, and everything's great and pretty and beautiful, and then it says, let us create man in our own image. I don't think he's talking about uh, like a, a physical image, right? Because none of us hardly look the same. I mean, we might, have this, we might have skin and hair and stuff, and that's pretty common for a human. Um, but in His image, what does that mean? Does His image mean that, that because we struggle so much on everyday life and we can't get it together, does that mean, is that how God looks? No. I don't think that's the case at all. And I don't think there's any condemnation in that. I believe He created us in His image, in His likeness, so that we could walk it out and learn and grow and that people around us could see it so that youngins could get baptized, so that people would give their life to the Lord. I think that is what being created in His image looks like. So even 
when I royally mess up, even if it happens today, His mercies are new every single morning. Not here to struggle. We're here to grow and move forward. Um, we do. We get hung up on next year. I got this. I mean, 2018 was the hardest year of my life. Pastor Todd's like, it was just a moment that was hard. You just got to get over that. Um, but next year, I got it. Next month, next Monday, I laugh. Um, we used to have a, a band, and my wife and I and a couple of friends, and we kind of traveled around playing worship music at different places. That, and the Lord would put us in places, um, a lot of rehabs and stuff like that. We'd go and we'd share the gospel. And, and our, uh, the guy that sang in our band, he's a, one of the most humble guys you ever meet. He's an amazing guy. But he always, he always like, man, I'm fixing to get in the gym. I'm fixing to get in shape. And his thing wasn't the new year. It was come Monday. And he would always say that, come Monday. And he, we'd be doing something and we would mess with him. So it became a thing. We would always say, hey man, come Monday. Or, and just randomly say it. You know, like little inside jokes you have of people. But the thing is, he, <laughs> the crazy thing is about that is even though he said it jokingly, that dude stuck to it and is in phenomenal shape today. So he wasn't leaning on the new year. And I say that, that's a physical thing, but it takes dedication and a heart that says, you know what, even if I'm saying the new year is going to be the new me, the new year is where I'm starting all this fresh, the new year is where I'm going to hammer it home, I'm going to, I'm going to get this. If we stick to it, we'll be looking back next year going, Huh, it's another year. 2019, 2020's coming. What am I going to do for the Lord this year? What is He going to do in my life this year? It's not, it's not a thing we're going, oh, I've got to start over again. The beauty is, and I don't want to, the beauty is, I, I almost got it. I almost said it. I almost didn't say it. What I want to, I believe the Lord wants to draw out in this for us today is that because He's showing us that there's mercy every single day, that still could be leaned upon as a crutch to say, well, I messed up today, but tomorrow, tomorrow I got this. But what I see when I see Christ is that I, I don't want any of this to discount the complete reset in every single moment that is available through Christ. Because He's not going, alright, we're going to start this morning, you're going to wake up at 4.45, you're going to get up, you're going to read your Bible, drink your coffee, pray, um, feed the dogs, the cats, chickens, and everything else you got in your backyard. You're going to do all these things and you're going to go to work. You're going to be perfect all day. Oh, you messed up at 12, so just wait. Just go home, and go to sleep, and wait till tomorrow. Christ sees us and says, you know what? So what you messed up? You might have some stuff to straighten out in the physical realm and the natural, and you might have to tell people you're sorry a thousand times, but He's not holding that over you going, can't have it till tomorrow. Sorry, mercy's not there. It's beautiful beautiful the way that he does things his grace and his mercy is there all the time even though it is there in the morning and it gives us hope it's there readily available at all times um lamentations lamentations that's hard being from the country sometimes um chapter three uh the next two verses after the ones we read uh 24 through 26 that's three verses this is good. It says, The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in Him. The Lord is good to those who wait. For Him, the soul who seeks Him, it is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. To me, reading those even, even more confirms in my, in my life, in my spirit, that 
the new mercies are tomorrow. But also when I read those scriptures, I see that in every moment, the mercies are there. In every moment. Whether it be, um, whether it be, I will hope in Him. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him. The soul who seeks Him, it is good that one should wait quietly. All of these things are present, are current. And when I read that, I go, Lord, I'm not having to wait till tomorrow. And that's good, man. That is so good. Um, he brought, the Lord kind of laid something on my heart in the first service where He talks about the Lord is my portion. So many times, the things that we struggle with in life are something we're trying to give that area, that portion. You know, we eat food, we have portions. We have, I don't know, my wife loves her food to touch. Like, she loves her everything. The mashed potatoes have to touch the chicken and stuff like that. I'm just kidding, she hates her food to touch. But we, when we eat, we... I have a funny story, I'll tell you all that later. But um, When we eat, we get a portion of this. Like, for me, this, you get a portion of mashed potatoes, a couple of chicken strips, some green beans, roll, you know, you got your portion. But what we see in that Scripture is that when we let Him be our portion, or when other things, even on the negative, we let other things be our portion. We let them, we try to fill our life with these portions of other things that are not holy, that are not godly, and they, 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 they let us down. They let us down, and we go, well, new year to me. I'm ready, let's get it. But the beauty of that is, the Lord is my portion. He is the one I trust in. Even when I don't fill myself with anything else, He is what's there. And that's good. Um, I want to, I, my wife also lets me know that I don't have to over-expound on things. I'm so thankful for her. Man, because she really has helped me um, trans, or communicate better. Um, but what I, wanna, what I really want to do in all this is paint the most amazing mental image of Christ's love for us and for you. So, so what if we mess up our new year? So what? We, um, we see a picture, Isaiah. Isaiah is good. I don't, I don't know about y'all. I have a confession. I'm, I've been walking with the Lord like not 39 years, like, but 14 years. And um, right about 14 years. And I've struggled a lot. I've, I've gotten hung up a lot on things. And I've never read the Bible cover to cover. And I, I think I'm going to do that one day. New year, new me. But I never, there's things I look, there's things we miss when we don't read God's Word in an entirety. But like that, that Lamentations, that Scripture there, I never knew it until I heard a song. And it talked about, hello, new mercies, hello, every morning. And I was like, well, where'd that come from? It's got to be Scripture. This dude loves Jesus. So I looked it up, and sure enough, there it is, Lamentations. But also, in the Old, the Old Testament is good. It really is. There's some things that'll kind of rock your world, but you see things like in Isaiah, Isaiah paints some pictures very well of what Christ's love looks like. He even... Um, uh, in, in Isaiah, it even details the, the crucifixion. And it's, it's so weird. But when you read the Old Testament, it always points back to Christ. Or points towards the Christ. Um, but in Isaiah, I wanted to share that this picture he paints of Christ's love before the earth ever even physically experienced Christ's love. Um, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28, I think we're starting. It's... Um, it says, 
have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths, that's hard to say, youth. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. This is the one right here, though. Like the one, it's like your mercy is there, God. Thank you so much. It says, but they who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That is, man, I, who, you ever see a picture of an eagle and you just want to go out there and shoot shotguns and stuff and shred the guitar? Like, man, I could just picture, man, Brother Lloyd and the eagle flying, him ripping the guitar. Man, the eagle, man, I just, man, if I could be a dead gum eagle, they're huge birds. They're just like a picture of freedom. Well, I wonder why that is. Isaiah talks about mounting on wings like eagles. Well, that's another, another thing. But it's, it's so cool to see what God shows us there. He says, they will mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. Let me try to catch a lap around the block right now. I'll be weary when I get back. Um, even says they'll walk and not faint. That means they're constant. They're, they're, they're wrapped in Him and His love. And um, it's just so good to read and to, to see what the Scripture says about it. But what I get out of all of those Scriptures is that they're walking in the newness. They're walking in the mercy. And they're, they're just hanging on and says, wait on the Lord. Even though times are tough, if we just wait, He's going to renew it. He's going to give us the strength. He's going to just drag us on through. Sometimes I feel like I'm getting drugged more than I'm walking um, and uh, something when I was reading through that last night, uh, just trying to get all my stuff together, I felt like the Lord wanted me to 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 show some real life examples, I guess, um, even more so, but real life examples from His Scripture that painted His love and His mercy in fullness in several people's lives that we see. And it's very popular stories in the in the Word. If you've ever been to many Bible studies, you've ever been to Sunday school, to any kind of any kind of church events, you may have heard one of these stories. The first one we see when Christ did his ministry was only around three years or so if I'm if I'm right on that, I think. Um, but he did a lot in that short uh, span there. He did a lot in his whole life. But that his his ministry years it's, he met a woman at, a, at the well. Has anybody ever heard the story of the woman at the well? He goes, she's, had, she's been married four or five times. She's living with a man who's not her husband. And God, I mean, Christ just brings that all out, right? Just lays it in her lap. And long story short, she gets saved. She goes to the well that day looking for physical water, comes home with new mercy, with salvation, with a new life. That's, at any time, is this ever present at all times is it present he says you want you want new life come on don't wait till tomorrow don't wait till next year don't wait till next month next three o'clock when i was little i always told my cousin i'm gonna get saved when i'm 12 so when i was 12 i got baptized i got wet went down a, a dry center came up a wet center didn't give my life to jesus i always had this you know we want to set these uh these time frames, but Christ has His own. Um, we see the uh, the man who was uh, the man in the graveyard. He was he was just so just so 
demon-possessed. He, he couldn't even be around people. He was crazy. They, I mean, he thought he was a lunatic. He was, in a, he was a naked guy in a graveyard. He had done broken every chain they ever tried to put on him. He was legit screwed up. Jesus walks up. He's like, hey, <laughs> if I walk up to somebody, I'm not, hey, I'm not going to, hey, dude, hey, what's up? You doing good? I'm like, dude, put some clothes on or something. Jesus walks up. He's like, hey, you know, how are you? He talks to the guy. He sees the guy for who he is. He sees us for who we are. We may not be demon-possessed and naked in a graveyard, but we may not be this woman at the well, but he sees us for who we are. He saw him for who he was. That day, that guy left talking normal. He wasn't crazy. He wasn't possessed anymore. That man went home with a new life. He went home, and he went home and shared the gospel. He showed people the change, the new mercy he received in an instant. Something he'd been fighting for for years, received in an instant. Right now. Not tomorrow, not New Year's, right now. We see the woman, um, the Bible says she, there was a woman with an issue of blood. She had had it for 12 years. She fought her way through the crowd just to touch the hem of Christ's garment. The hem of His cloak or shamwow or whatever they wore. Um, but His cloak, His, his garment, He didn't wear, I'm, I'm just picture Him in skinny jeans or something. I don't think Jesus wore skinny jeans, but she just wanted to touch the hem of His garment. That's all she needed. If I can get a little bit of His mercy, if I can get just one glimpse, it wasn't like, oh, it's Tuesday, i got to wait till Wednesday because it's like 12.03 and it's not the morning anymore. She fought her way, and the Bible says when she touched the hem of His garment, He felt the power go from Him. In, a, in that moment, that is what Christ wants us to see, church. He wants us to see that Wherever we are in that moment, in that instant, is that, man, I'm a failure, I'm a failure. In that moment, she might have felt like the scum of the earth. She had, they cast her out of the city. But in that moment, she was healed. In that moment. Not tomorrow, not New Year's, not new me. It was right now, new mercy. And that's awesome. And um, there was one more instant that the Lord just really... Showed me. I think it's. I think it's kind of a shows a real, well-rounded scenario of people. But you know, everybody's got their 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 people. Everybody's got like, my boys, my girls' night out. You know, my wife and her friends have a, a group chat on their phone and stuff. And like, you have your people. I have group chats with my friends. I like to hunt with. You know, you got your boys. You got your crew. Yeah. Going to be a gym membership happening. You got like ten people on board, and you get to the gym, and it's one person. New year, new me. But these guys that I'm talking about here, you're, you, I'm sure most of us, if not all of us, have heard these stories. But these, these guys loved their friend so much, they picked him and his bed up and took him to where Jesus was. Jesus was in a house preaching. You could not physically walk into the house one person. So these maniacs climb on the roof, tear a hole open. And I'm, I like to picture it a king-size bed because it's that much more impressive. But they let this dude down through the roof. I mean, I would venture to say we'd be here all day trying to tear the stage up big enough to let a person through it, much less tearing a roof open to let a bed down through it. That's pretty impressive. But they knew if he could get to Jesus that he would be healed immediately. That he would be set free immediately. And you know, <laughs> I laugh at that part of that story where he, where he gets down and he says, he says, your sins are forgiven. Uh, 
go in peace or whatever. And he's like, so, like, we brought him here to get healed. Well, he leaves. He carries his bed and they leave. You know, that's pretty awesome. But the thing, all of that said, that's some of the, the uh, expounding my wife was telling me about that I need to cut back on. Um, but these are just a few instances where people just like me and you trusted in the Lord and were completely restored. And what, what God showed me last night is I, already, I had already made that note about being restored, but He gave me this little nugget that says He didn't restore them to their normal, what they've known life to be. Where, oh man, i got to do this again tomorrow. He restored them to a new life. A completely new life. He didn't say, alright, you gave your life to me, so you're going to have to stay how you were. It might, you might struggle, you might, but you're a new creation. No, He restored them to a new life. He gave, he, let, he gave a woman freedom from her shame. He healed a man from all the demons in his life and sent him home a new smiling man. He, um, he healed a lady who was physically ill and could not get right. He healed her, gave her a new life. She didn't have to worry about that stuff anymore. The same with a guy who couldn't walk. He did those things. He restored them not like, you know, when you see furniture restored, it looks just as pretty as it did when it was new. This is new. We look better. We are better. We're made new. And that's something that He showed me last night. Even after my sermon was done, I was ready. I was just trimming it up, looking, making sure everything was right. And He said, I brought them to new life. And I want to bring you to new life. I want to bring everyone who calls my name to new life completely free in Christ. And the thing that stands out m most to me about all of those folks is they didn't wait for the new year. And I know I'm beating a, like a dead horse on the new year thing, but I want you guys to understand is that freedom is not bound by time. Freedom is not bound by what's going to happen tomorrow, tonight, next year. It is not bound by that. These people, we see them, they dive head first into Christ's love and salvation. And then I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm just like, alright Lord, you're, you, it's only you because I don't think like this. I think like, man, you did that again. You're, I mean, I beat myself up. I do. And I, I'm, I fall victim to the, the enemy's doubt and, and, and the things he puts in my life. But um, something that, which I, I don't know if they had a copy of the Old Testament at their house back in the day, but we're we're blessed in 2018, y'all. We have the, the Word of God at our fingertips at all times. Um, I remember growing up thinking it was weird that most every house in America had a Bible in it. I just thought that was so weird. How could that happen? Now, you literally can't go anywhere and you don't have access to the Word of God. So we're blessed. But I, when, I was, I was, when I was writing and kind of cleaning up this, and I said, I knew that they had dove head first into Christ's love and salvation. Those people did. They just went for it. But for us, day in and day out, we must saturate ourselves with His Word, His glory, and time and His, His presence. A lot of times, um, what we do is we, we give Him our seconds. We give Him the things that, uh, that are the time where we, we've been busy all day, we're wore out, where I'll tell you what, Lord, you can have this time and I'll probably fall asleep reading my Bible. You know, things like that, but 
what, what I believe He wants us to do is to saturate ourselves, to cover ourselves in His Word, and um, get in the literature, get in His, his Scriptures, get in, find people to study behind. There's things that when we, what we put in, my old youth pastor used to tell me, what you put in will come out. It will. I mean, it, whether it be music, food, the Word of God, movies, whatever you put in will come out. And I thought that was the weirdest thing. And it's just so simple. But what the Lord was showing me here is that, that day in and day out, we, we must saturate ourselves in His Word and glory that we may be continually made brand new in His image and likeness. Because He didn't create us to struggle. He didn't. I am convinced that He did not. Well, my, my parents don't love me. My brother don't love me. My sister don't love me. My aunt and uncles. They, I'm a black sheep of the family. So what? So what? Our image is in Christ and what He looks like. Christ's blood was shed. His life was given that we may have the opportunity to be bound to the Father for eternity. Day in and day out at all times of the day. No more waiting for the new year, tomorrow or even this evening. We are created to walk in it. All times. Um... This, uh, this is some good stuff that, that I didn't really know. I, was, I always struggled with wrapping things up, with, with, with bringing it all together. And what I want us to see is that we've talked a lot about the new year, new mercies, the momentary things, all the things that happen throughout the day. And you're like, well, what, how do you even start off getting mercy? And I was like, yes, Lord. You, you know, I'm, I'm up here talking about a mercy that some have no clue about. And the, and the Word of God says, in you know, 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, it says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That is where the beginning of mercy comes. In that moment, we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us all our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And James chapter 5, verse 16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Another version says, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It just means your prayers are working, guys. They are doing so great. Um, well, me and Miss me and Christie was talking after the service a while ago, and, and that, that, that confession thing for some people it's easy to do. Some people you're like, man, I'm not talking to people about this. And like, well, talk to Jesus. He's good. He'll listen. But when you see where James says, confess your sins one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. But he sums up the Scripture like I'd have been good with that. But then he says, the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. And if you're like me, um, me and Miss Christie was talking after the service. She said, well, you know, I immediately thought whenever you said the prayer of a righteous person, she said immediately my brain went to, well, I'm not righteous. I mean, I'm not righteous enough. I'm not, eh, but, 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 praise God. Romans chapter uh, 3 verse 21 says, but now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. Although the law 
And the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Christ or Jesus Christ for all who believe, for there is no distinction. When Christ becomes part of your life, my life, our life, we are made righteous immediately. When we touch the hem of His garment, when we meet Him at the well, when we fall through the ceiling, whatever, when we meet Christ and He meets us where we're at, we are made righteous completely. There is no distinction, no separation. That is good, man. That is, that's better than any New Year, New Mean resolution you can have ever. That's great. What he wanted, I mean, it just, this is not stuff I had last night. It was like he dumped this on me. And I'm thankful for it because it's good and it's something I needed. It's something I need daily. If we are in Christ, we are righteous. So, for the ones who said, well, I'm not righteous. I can't pray for people. My, my prayers won't hit the ceiling. Praise God for Jesus Christ and His blood and His mercy because he, we are righteous because He is righteous. Um, the Word of God also says in Romans chapter 10, this is about confession. This is where righteousness comes into play for the first time. It says, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For, the heart, for with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses as and is saved. For the Scripture says, everyone who believes in Him will not be put to shame. That's good. That's salvation, y'all. We, we make salvation hard. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead. You will be saved. You not might you ain't next. You might get it tomorrow or next year when you're twelve. No, you will be saved, and that's where righteousness enters our body, enters our spirit. Christ's blood makes us righteous. We are holy because He is holy. Um, the church. We are the church. We are made holy in His image, in His likeness. And um, something that he kind of just, kind of just gave me earlier. Um, in nine o'clock service, we we confuse righteousness so many times. If you don't know Christ, and you look at people like, man, they got it all together. They've been walking in these new mercies every morning. They got it. They're doing it. But look at me, look at me. I'm struggling. I'm failing. Even if you've given your life to Christ, don't confuse your righteousness in Christ with holiness of someone else. The holiness comes through time spent with Him. From Him changing us. From Him molding us. People might be looking at you going, is that the same person? I, was, I grew up with them. They used to kick my butt every day at the bus stop. She used to pull my hair out the back of my head all the time. But look at them. They are there. They have arrived. And you're going like, man, I was wearing my kid out all the way to the front door of the church this morning. Whatever it is, holiness is, I don't want to mess this up, but holiness is a continual thing. The more time we spend, your righteousness is solid in Christ, but holiness is continually changing. You're growing, you're moving. You see people and you go, like I said earlier, do they even sin? Do they? I mean, what is their stronghold? What are they wrapped up in? They're, you're like, there's nothing. There cannot be anything. And they're over there just going, 
Man, thank you, Lord, for this day. I really, I should have picked that paper up when I walked by and it was on the ground. You know, I mean, there's things, the way that holiness works and righteousness works, we're righteous and we're, we're drawn to become more like Christ, more, less about ourselves and more about others. And that's holiness. When holiness is a picture painted that everyone sees Christ, His mercies are new every morning, y'all. It's time we start walking in this mercy and righteousness the way that Christ has designed it. He didn't, he didn't design it so that we would come to church on December 30th, 2018, make a pledge to start the new year and fail. That is not how He designed it. He designed it so that one day, maybe December 30th, 2018, that He is going to enter your life and change it radically forever. And that is what I believe the whole new year, new mercies, the whole new day, new mercies. This moment may be rough, but praise God for His mercies and His salvation. Um, I want to, uh, Danae's going to play a little a song. She's going to lead us in worship, but I want to um, offer the the altars open and um, just it's no pressure, you know. I mean, I'm not going up front because people will see me. Whatever, pray in your seat. But just I want to give this opportunity for for you that may be here to say, "Man, I've been I've been struggling. I've really really had a hard time with." with being a great child, being a great parent, with being a great leader, with being a great spouse. I've really been struggling. Heck, I've even been struggling. I don't even know if I'm saved. Today, we want to present this opportunity that says, come to the altar. See who Christ is. If you don't want to go to the altar, pray right there in your seat. Be blessed. Know that just because you messed up, even walking into the church, even on your way to church, whatever it is, not even at church. If you're not at church today, hey, we love you and you're not too far gone. But the beauty that Christ is and that all things He has given us is that salvation can happen right now. We saw it in those references I gave. We see it all throughout the Scripture so that when we call upon His name, that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in our heart, that God raised Him from the dead, we will be saved. That is it. That is where mercy starts. That's where you're made righteous and your journey to holiness begins. So I encourage you, if you're here today and you're like, I don't even know. It's easy. Just confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, and all the other things will come. I encourage you, and if you're like, I don't know what to say, I don't either. All I know is that when you when you get ready, when you're ready for Christ, it sounds a lot like telling somebody you're sorry and that you're ready to start something new and that you're bold and you're ready and you're, you're pumped. So I want to pray, and uh, if there's anything you guys need to pray about, talk about, grab somebody up. If you trust them, be like James 5, 16. Find your people, confess to them, pray for each other. Um, 
also if you're here today when we uh we give this invitation to this uh for salvation you know there will be people here that are prepared already to wrap you in their arms and to love you like a brother or sister a mom and dad whatever that you've never had to show you what christ's love looks like um so if we if we can all let's stand and we'll uh we'll pray uh, um I love how Pastor Danny gets us to pray as a church together collectively because what it does is it gives everyone the confidence to walk together. But um, I'll just pray, Father, we thank you for this day, God. I, uh, I thank you so much for this opportunity to share my struggles, the things that I'm walking through and that you're teaching me and showing me in order that someone else may be um, just encouraged, Father. If there's anyone here today, Father, that needs you, God, that needs your new mercy, your salvation, and is ready to make that commitment, God, I pray that they will just pray this prayer. Say, Father, I pray that you forgive me of my sins, that you'll wash me and make me new, that you'll give me a great, fresh start this morning when I'm ready to tackle life with you on my side. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.